these right here, so. Oh, we topped Whoa. it. Cole topped it. Okay. Ready to go. Yeah. Eight iron. Oh, we shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he on the sink. Welcome to the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by Kevin and Mark. As always, what's going down? It brother? has finally arrived. Open Championship Week. Or like you like to call it, the British Open. The British Open, yeah. Yeah, the Open Championship Week is here. It is. And are you excited? Yes and no. We'll I've, I've got that. a few logistical nightmares on my case, but we'll come on to that in a minute. How have you been, mate? Been great. Yeah, been absolutely fine. Yeah, played the par three on the weekend with our coach David Goscombe and a lad who's our mate James Nugent, and he's been going to form be all. We actually worked it out since two thousand and seven, but he's never really took the game up. And after it, he was so buzzing. Yeah, what like you know, you always say that one shot brings you back yeah, to golf, yeah. and yeah. he ate it. And I didn't, I didn't actually get it on camera, but I got the put. I don't know if you've seen it on, on the camera. That was just put for his face. Yeah, bird, you know? it, yeah. But it bounced just in front of the bunker, bounced right, bounced on the lip of the bunker, bounced left, and was like going towards the pin. I was like, oh my God, this no is good. Do you know on the eighth on the par three where it's got that big, the three tiers? Three tier, yeah. Yeah. And it was on the front and it just rolled around. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. And then he he hit the bird, he put and, and missed it. And, um, he was like, oh, do you know what? Just the pressure of the camera in the moment got to me there. <laughs> Your fault, that <laughs> yeah. content creating. I know, yeah. I know. But apart from that, that's all I've all really played, really, apart from obviously we went down to see Dan Morris yesterday and that's it, really. Yeah, we did. Well, speaking of Dan Morris on the YouTube, obviously anybody who's subscribing to our YouTube channel, we've got quite a few uh, videos coming out this week. Yesterday, we released part one of the 72 golf holes that we've done in a day for prostate cancer. That was our form before, yeah. so that's on there now. Tomorrow, we're going to be releasing a video that we've done with Dan Morris yesterday, which yeah. was a review of the brand new Stealth UDI and Stealth DHY, which is the driving hybrid and the ultimate driving iron. I'm glad you remembered that because I'd forgot, I'd forgot <laughs> all. I was just going to say the Stealth driving irons that they're ringing out. Yeah, but it's very interesting. Obviously, we won't ruin it for you if, if anyone wants to, who's listening, who wants to watch it. But uh, there is going to be a, a massive giveaway as well. We're going to be giving away either a UDI or a DHY to anybody who comments on the go on to yeah, our you YouTube have to comment and what, subscribe. Uh, you have to subscribe. You'd have to subscribe, and we want you to comment what shaft and what head and what loft. Yep, and we'll we'll get that custom. So what you'll you. see in the video, you'll see that the UDI comes in a couple of numbers, uh, whereas the DHY, which is the Dravenheim, with obviously offering a bit more forgiveness, uh, comes in three or four different numbers, uh, and they all come with different lies, lofts, as Kev was saying. TaylorMade have got this thing now where they can ma- mix and match any heads with any shafts, so uh, you can get it built for you, really. But one th- good thing that came out of the whole session was how important it is to go and see somebody and get fitted to your specific oh, spec. because. Yeah. We've done it before in the past, haven't we? We've been fitted, but it's only when you like you go down and you hear it again. You're like, "All right, that's the reason why I need to get this lock yeah. and this lion. That's the reason why certain things happen." But I think you really enjoy it. It's going to be released on our YouTube page on Wednesday in celebration of Open Week and in celebration of the release of the new equipment as well. You're going to see 
um, a lot of the players at the Open using these clubs as well. Tiger yeah. Woods is using the Tiger, UTI. Rory, um, Morikawa. Yeah, they've all, the, all the boys. All but although you won't be, we're not giving away a fitting with this iron. Just, just looking at like if you're round about Mark's level or if you're round about my level, or you're a picker of the ball or you take divots, you could. There's actually two c- contrasting styles. Yeah, <clears throat> that get That's two. What I was going to say it's more how you deliver different clubs. It's how you deliver the club in the fitting, so you can sort of guess by watching the fittings. You could sort of think, all oh, right, I swing it a bit like Kevin, or I swing it a bit like Mark, and yeah, and, and you can sort of work, one, work out the swing speed with the flex and yeah, all that. So. We, we do all that, so we think you really enjoy it. Look out for no, it. Boss, yeah. We'll obviously be promoting it. Uh, that's going out on Wednesday, so if you're catching this podcast after Wednesday, just go onto our YouTube channel. You'll be able to find that there, and all you need to do is subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Get them to subscribe. Leave a comment just saying UDI with what shaft that you want, and or DHY with what shaft and and degree you want, and then we'll pick a win- winner at random. Yep, that's the one. And obviously, we've we've also been doing another couple more videos that will be coming out and releasing Phil Kenyon interview that we've done um, about 10 days ago. That's coming out on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so a lot, we're going to be a lot more busy on the YouTube now, so um, don't forget well, we have to... been, haven't we? We've got five, six, we've got all the four videos from the four different courses. We've got the uh, review of the Stealth. Golf it's Stealth ball. Week, isn't it? It is a Stealth Week, yeah. <laughs> we've got the, the Stealth Golf Ball, and we're we're planning more content, so we are being more consistent with it. So hopefully we start getting rewards, like with the podcast where we started low and we'll build up the numbers and just keep growing. That's it's the just aim, awareness, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, some people like it, some people won't. It is yeah. what it is. Well, but let us know either way. Yeah, definitely. Handicap alert. Handicap update news. Yours? Yeah. 15. 5.4 now. Nah, you 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 must be on the old <laughs> system or something. Point ones. So, five, I was 5.2 for... A while and I shot eighty five in the medal on Saturday, but that doesn't tell the full story. How are people because... like jumping up and down three shots and all that, and you're just staying still? I'm not sure to be honest. We'll have to look into that, but I've still got scores on there from 2017. So, like you say, where to take the three shots off you if you haven't got the the cards? And if you I haven't think got I'm... the twenty though, but I don't think I've still got twenty. I've got twenty cards, but they date back to then, so it I don't think matter, they count. Think. Surely, don't think a card was five years ago. Yeah. Still counts. That back might be Jeff. why. That might be why I'm at five. Then when them cards come out. What are they? What were you shooting back then? Well, back then I was 70s comfortable, wasn't I? Was I was you, 70s yeah? comfortable, yeah. Ooh. Bit of a player, wasn't I? <laughs> but um, it doesn't tell the full story, the 85, because I had two trebles and two doubles in that. So I was 10 over. I shot 13 over total. Um, but I shot 10 over in four holes. So it was three over for the 14 holes, which you know you can say if sports maybes. But it was tough as well. Yeah, it was. I firm and well, fast I was only on the windy. Uh, windy, yeah. That's the yeah. that's what I was just about to say. Yeah, so I but, think seventy. Obviously, no one of the young lads shot a sixty-nine net actually, but when we came in, I think seventy-three net was winning. Yeah, so, so six shots off the lead. If you you're, that you're you're saying about them four holes? Do you remember when we started the pod? And I was playing tournaments, and I was like, I'm I'm sixteen hole golf at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like now you're like fourteen hole golf. Yeah. You will get it to 16 hole golf, and then you'll have that great round. Yeah. Look out on our YouTube channel to see. We're going to get really busy, as, we, as we've as we always promised, but the videos are there ready live to go now. So, well, we're making um, it more of a priority now, aren't we? Yeah, that's so. it. So um, that's it for our golf. What about golf news? What, what have we got? Obviously, a big week. Yeah. Well, I've got that the United States Justice Department is investigating the PGA Tour for possible anti-competitive behaviours. I've seen this, yeah. Yeah. So oh, Against Liv? Against Liv. Yeah. So the officials have contacted players, 
the officials have con- contacted players, agents regarding PJ Tour bylaws related to their ability to compete in other events. There's obviously something Yeah, well, serious, do you know what? It? The PJ Tour came out and said this was not unexpected. We went through this in 1994 when a previous rival tour tra- um, was being mooted and we are confident in a similar outcome. That's Greg Norman again, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> been added, Annie. Yeah, yeah, it's been added. Um, Referring, there's a lot more meat to this one, though. Of course, yeah. Referring to an investigation by the Federal Trade Commission 28 years ago, which was eventually dropped. But that's, yeah, as you say, there's no one backing that. There's no one throwing money at crazy lawyers where if they're renting that jet out. For, well, this is it. When you've got that jet. What? No, we've not spoken about Oh, it, my no. God. $50,000 an hour, that is, I read. Is it? Paparez just going bananas. We're singing <laughs> We Are The Champions. <laughs> Well, that's it, and that brings me on to a bit of news that I've got. Obviously, Tiger Woods today has opened up about Liv. First yeah. time I've really seen him go at Liv. Um, it, it, was, it was interesting, in wasn't it? It was very interesting. I watched. It, I just literally just just fresh off fresh off watching the um, the whole thing then. And what are your thoughts? What are the key points? A couple of things that I thought, like he, he believes that not inviting Greg is the right thing to do, which is. I don't know. Celebration of champions. You're celebrating the champion. He's a past champion. He's a champion. champion. He's world number one. He's done a lot for the game. He says that it lives not doing nothing to grow the game, which I don't agree with either. Yeah. I don't think I've ever disagreed with Tiger apart from this. And (laughs) he said that there's no reason for them to practice. But maybe DJ Bryson, okay, it could take away that incentive to practice if you've got 100 million. But why haven't he's got a billion? So why hasn't it took away his incentive to practice? Well, that's the thing. That's what he's getting at. He's probably, without saying it, he's talking about the legacy of the PJ Tour, isn't he? So, his yeah, if, if, to if, win if money takes away your if money takes away your incentive to practice, then he'd he'd be the practicing the least because he's the richest. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. So yeah. I was like, okay, and then and there is four about, million to play for as he well. He got sixty million straight out of college. They got a hundred million. You he's, got you got this. He, gets, he got appearance fees for turning up exactly. anyway. He go he he'd play on the European yeah. tour. He'd he'd he get appearance fees just for turning. He wouldn't up. get out of bed for less than ten million with the or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Then it's all his Nike deals. So one of us, one of his statements going back to what you mentioned there about setting something up in in the, in the nineties. He said, "I know Greg tried to do this back in the early nineties. It didn't work then, and he's trying to make it work now. I disagree with it. I think that." what they've done is they've turned their back on what has allowed them to get to this position. So basically the PGA tour and what's being built on the PGA tour has allowed these top players to get to that position. And now they're just saying, we turn your back on you and we're going to live. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Another thing as as well as that, another thing that I've, that I've disagreed with him on, he's like, I don't understand the moves. And he said, there's music playing out. It's this change in format. It's 54 holes. He's like, and then he goes, we used to have 36-hole playoffs in major championships. Why are you, they, and then he goes, then we used to have 18-hole playoffs. So where are they? So, and then I'm thinking, yeah, so things change. Yeah. Now you've, all... got, now you've got a three-hole playoff. Yeah. So it's obviously, it's if, if anything, in that timeline, it's getting smaller. So by cutting a day off, but then he does have a little dig as well, which I thought was funny. He's like, you know, maybe for the for the older players, 54 holes, but like 72 yeah. holes is what, we, is what we play. It's what we're up against. Yeah. But... It, in the same breath that he's saying that these ones are coming straight out of college, referring to that Eugenio uh, Chichikala, yeah. um, he's saying that they'll never get a chance to play a full PJ Tour schedule. And then the only reason that they won't is because the PJ Tour won't let them. Yeah, It's not to do with the live coming. It's the blockers that are put in the way. Yeah, we've said this in the past, haven't so, we? You know, yeah, let them play wherever they want. Yeah, and see, like, you see, if you, if you want a true reflection of the top players rise, and we've said that in the past, 
so many players have turned up at the bottom tier, tried it for a few years with a lot of ability, but they just haven't made it because financially they just haven't been able well, to. Or they don't get it. that break. They don't get that break, exactly. Yeah. Whereas you've got players who maybe were a, a same ability as these guys, get a break, get a chance on tour, and then do well. Yeah. Well, just something does it like as you say, it's a fine line of, of, of a couple of missed puts. It's not your week. You get one opportunity to go out and get it, and you don't capture it, you just let it slip. Yo, it's <laughs> palms sweaty, knees. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? He goes yeah. out and they don't perform that week because yeah. of the pressure of that. Yeah. Or they go and seize it. It's like it, it that is the fine line of like you that's just that is your shot. Like, go and get it. Yeah. And whereas this is like we said a few times, you've got a year these, to these players have got two years. They could earn a couple of million, and then the, the set go and play the majors. He's like, oh, they'll never get to walk on these hollow grounds or walk the fairways at Augusta National. And he's like, the major uh, championship bodies are going to be making these decisions. And I felt like he what he, what he was saying. If I was a major governing body, I'd be thinking, right, okay, well, Tiger wants us to ban these players here. Well, what he's That's referred, what, what he's referring to there is obviously the the Masters, the yeah. RNA, the um, the USGA. USGA, they're all part of the governing body. You make a decision about whether the they get it. Yeah. But Jay Monaghan and Keith Pelley are both on that board as well. Yeah. So they're the ones who are deciding whether Liv get world ranking points or not. Going back to the point that we made there about um, Eugenio Chikara, he's now got money in the bank to support his family, like we spoke about. But he's also got 12 months to two years to gain experience playing against top level golfers, major champions. You know, and that's going to put him in a great position to become a future major champion. But like because you, of because if you of you on that live tour, me, yeah, with my with that game. money, and I'll just put you on there. I know you're going to raise your game. Yeah, end of quit me job. I'd have time to practice, wouldn't I? Like, exactly, time to practice. You're guaranteed money. Family's happy. You can fly everyone out with you. Yeah, you can't. I'd be happy as you can on the jet and all that. <laughs> sure, you would. Like, <laughs> but like anyone giving them money and time. Give any man money and time. You can do whatever. You can do anything. There'll be players in the American college system now and, and around the world who will be having dreams of winning major championships, playing in Ryder Cups, President's Cups, playing on European Tour, Asian Tour, PJ Tour, whatever their ambitions are, whatever top tour they want to go to. That will be their dream. Now, Liv comes along. Now, they've got to make a decision at the moment. Do I want to pursue my dream or do I want to pursue not having to go through that full journey. Like Pearson Cody, he was happy to go through that journey yeah. and, and go through the fact that, look, I want to air me right. I want to do it the way that everybody else has done it before me and what the legacy and the history tells you. Yeah. Whereas Eugenio Chikara has decided, I want to go this route. Yeah. And who's to say which but way is right know, or you wrong? You don't know what's going on in the background with, with the family um, situation. The situation, you yeah. don't know how the... But ultimately, ultimately, like what I'm, get, what I'm getting at is... Pearson Cody will have dreams of winning a major championship and Eugenio Chicara will have dreams of winning a major championship. That's a fact. Of course. Do you know what I mean? They, they will do I've got dreams of winning a major championship. There you go. That's why you went open qualifying. Do you know I what I mean? That dream of going Chip there. Chip a chair. There you go. So, obviously, they're both taking different routes. Now, why should one be allowed to take the route to fulfil the dreams and another one not? Just because they've decided to take a route that people don't agree with. And that's the issue. If you're all allowed you're to play. You're messing with people's... Like, if you're talking about legacy, you're all actually messing with the legacy by blocking it, aren't they? Well, the, Eugene Chicaro could potentially be, and we're using him as, as an example because he's the first one who's done it. He could be the next Ryder Cup superstar. Yeah. He could be 
you know, a fan favourite for years to come. You just don't know. Of course. But if they don't allow him to play in the Ryder Cup, you're potentially losing somebody special because they've made that decision. And that's something that's got, got to really be considered when the decision's being made around these official world golf rankings. Yeah, I think it might, it's going to depend on the performance that they put on. Like, if they're giving out lacklustre performances on the live, then, like, or if they give out stellar performances, like, if he goes and, like, shoots a couple of 20-odd unders in the next few events and, and wins, like, three events, it's like, wow, we need this guy in our legacy. Exactly, yeah. Whereas, it's, like, they don't really care about the Brandon Grace or the Charles Walter now, do But they? if they make the decision now to not give them official world ranking points, you're never going to know. Right. They're never going to play the Masters because they'll never be invited. Yeah. When they'll never get to the top 50 in the world. Well, that's exactly what Tiger said. Tiger said... You'll never get to walk the fairways at Augusta. Yeah. Mad. What's going on in Augusta? Augusta. <laughs> what just so moving on from Liv and Tiger, you finished with Liv there and Tiger. Yeah. So he was alluded to started talking about his strength and his fitness. He's stronger, he's been in the gym doing more upper body, his leg can take more. Do you know when he played Augusta, he only started bearing weight on his legs six weeks before. Was it that soon? And he made the cut. It doesn't surprise me. It's mental that though, isn't it? It does not surprise me. Because he even said, he, he says it in, in the thing, and I was just like, what did I just hear? And rewound it. Then he started talking about St. Andrews and the playability of it. And he's saying that, he's like, you'd have to play the chips in the fairway faster. The fairways are faster than the greens. Yeah, it's firm and faster, isn't it? Yeah. But the, they've, had to slow the, they've had to slow the greens down. Otherwise, if it gets windy, it'll they'll have a wind out like when um, who stays in one, yeah. so they'll be rolling off the greens and all that. Yeah. So they've made the, they so try we, to keep them below ten, don't they? Yeah. On the stem. So he's saying that you've got to play your chip for the speed and then the break on the end of the thing. Yeah. So it's like an opposite. He's like, it's, he's like, it's great. He's like, I've hitting six irons, hundred and twenty yards, yeah, and then the next day I'm hitting um oh, gap wedge. Like 200 yards or whatever. It's like, it's mental, isn't it? And the wind's not letting up as well. It looks like we're going to have this all week. And what's so good about St. Andrews is you go out to come back. Yeah. So whatever way the wind is, is going to dictate how difficult certain holes are and what what you're doing. There's going to be opportunities to drive greens and have loads of birdie opportunities. But again, if you fumble your chips around the green because of the faster fairways and the slower greens and you're not used to that kind of way of playing, then, you know, when when it comes to making the turn... For example, to play the harder holes, if you're not taking your opportunities, you could be seeing like seven, eight, nine overs again. Yeah. You know, whereas if you can get it right and you can battle well, you could see four, five, six unders. Maybe not that low, but in those conditions. But you just don't know. Well, he was talking about the tide as well. So he was when he first came in '95, he got invited. It was his first ever open as, as an amateur, and he was played down and and then he would played every hole into the wind played down into the wind the tide changed played every hole back into the wind and he was like got in and he was just like where's all these driving greens malarkey like what's going on here <laughs> yeah. that was a completely different course i've never not, i didn't drive one green welcome to the uk yeah which is and it just shows you that like the look of the draw sort of thing that that's going to play a massive massive effect this week yeah not half yet like it did at the scottish open which we'll come on to later yeah and then and the only other thing from the press conference what i found interesting is he was talking about like this a reporter talked about like what was any demands that last time that you were at oh, yeah, st andrews you had one demand and it was a plank of wood to be under your mattress He's like, is, is it if your demands like change like now that you're here? He's like, 
I still want my, I like my plank of wood, but like and just more ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the ice baths. Because you get uh, the ice baths. How many yeah. ice baths a day is it now? It's I like don't know. Six, it, it? it didn't really go on to his routine. I did. I did hear it. Uh, or read. Um, I think it's six ice baths a day he's going through at the moment. That's a bit much, that. Yeah. Even taking your clothes off six and putting them back on six times a day is <laughs> a headache, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, you're not wrong. Putting your socks on six times, <laughs> oh, I'd be bothered with that. <laughs> right then, birdie bogey bus time. It's that time again, y'all. The birdie bogey bus, the birdie bogey bus, birdie bogey bus. Right then, what's your birdie? My birdie is you should be shot for what your comments <laughs> last week. But Target coming it. out and just rub- but you know what? It goes to show that what you were thinking, Sky Sports were thinking, because they asked them. Yeah, so Tiger yeah. Woods not retiring. That's my birdie. What's your birdie? Well, my birdie is this week is the 150th Open Championship. Obviously, best week of the year, um, as we know. And I'll be there. News that tickets have arrived for Saturday. So I'll be on the ground. Hopefully, Tiger makes the cut and we get to see some some history being made. Yeah, well, that brings lovely onto my bogey and Boston and everything of the year. I, I won't be attending that way. I I've had a bit of a... Logistical stinker there, so I, I need to, I need to get some organisation and plan and get get myself there. You'll be there in spirit. I am. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make it my duty to try and be there. <laughs> Good luck with that, mate. Good yeah. luck with that. Well, my bogey is uh, still on the subject of uh, the Open Championship. It's Greg Norman being banned from the Celebration of Champions event. The RNA released a statement ahead of the um, final men's major of the year to confirm that Norman, the CEO of the Breakaway Tour would not be invited to compete the Celebration of Champions event or to attend the Champions Dinner at St. Andrews. I could understand Ankel Cabrera not getting invited back to the Augusta one. Yeah. But I can't really understand this. Yeah, I think, you know, Norman's potential presence was viewed by tournament organisers as an unwelcome distraction ahead of historic edition of the Open. I can understand that. Obviously, everyone's going to have the point and see both sides of it, but... I know. I just think... It's it's called the celebration of champions. And so, he's a champion. Know, he's a champion. So that again, he's earned a seat at the table. He has, yeah. And so that what again he's just done goes, outside doesn't. He yeah. hasn't done anything that, that bad, has he? No, we all yeah. know it's not going anywhere. It's got fantastic players. It's well structured. It's had two successful events so far. So it, it there is a we've spoken about this many times. Golf can coexist with both, of course, because and the good thing about live as well, it's. You know, golf is what it is now. The 72 holes, it's on all day. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But for those people who don't like it, in order to engage them into the sport of golf, you need to be innovative, don't you? You need to think of something new, creative. So Greg Norman and Live Golf creating something new could potentially bring a brand new audience to golf. And I think it is as well. Yeah. You know, so that grows the game. Of course. So what's the problem? But that was mine. I watch your bust. My bust is your brain last week. Well, my bust is news just released that Tiger Woods will not be retiring at the end of this tournament. So my bust is your bust from last what week. What is going on with your head last week there? Do you know, I, but when I was explaining it, you could sort of understand sort the way of, but was... I, I still rubbished you. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I've got no words. <laughs> I'm just yeah, you did, and you were right, and I was wrong, and sometimes you've just got to deal with that. You have so, and I'm happy that I'm proven. But wrong. you know what? 
it's one of them things. It's like like I wrote on the caption of the post. If you haven't seen it, we've clipped a little funny video together on the Instagram. You do take that leap of faith, and if he does retire, you look like a genius. Yeah. So you've just you've got to take them leaps. There you go. Like I've I've put my neck on the line saying I think Monaghan's going to get overthrown and 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 throughout. Yeah. So that's that. There you go. You say it. If it happens, you look boss. If it doesn't, then you just bury the clip in the archives. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the birdie bogey bus. So then, obviously, a bit of golf last week. Uh, another great event as part of this little swing that we've got the Scottish yeah. Open. Uh, the first of the strategic alliance between the PGA Tour and the European Tour, which meant... And it brought out the big boys, didn't it? Big crowds, big big hitters, the world number ones. Like, big as money. we were saying last yeah. week, big money. Everything's prepared and ready for it. Like you said, when you've got guaranteed starters, you can promote it yeah. months in advance. Well, Sheffield and Monikawa's face was on it from... Yeah, from months ago. Months yeah. ago. Exactly. And then, obviously, being in the UK, obviously, the weather's always going to have a say, isn't it? Of course. The... Early starters had a three-shot advantage on the score and average across the day from those teeing off in the afternoon on day one. Um, and then there was also a bit of ruckus and a few rumours flying about as players being really unhappy because of the course setup, which doesn't help as well. So I just think all the positivity of having this big event, big money, big players coming over, and then little things like that, just putting a small damper yeah. on what's a big event. So things like uh, players were struggling to reach the fairway on the 16th because the tee to the green... Is a par five sixteenth, yeah. Because the wind was so strong into your face, it was difficult just to even get it to the fairway. Oh, welcome, <laughs> yeah, welcome. welcome, yeah, welcome to our life every week uh, in the Saturday medal. So, I mean, obviously, day two was a much fairer test. There was gusts of twenty five mile an hour winds all day, um. So it was fairer for everybody. But what that did was anybody that played in the PM when they went out in the AM, when you think it could be calmer and they get a chance to get that advantage back. It wasn't provided. No. So then it was difficult then to shoot a number, post a number to get yourself back. So then we've seen scores like Justin Thomas plus 10, uh, Cam Young plus He 30. knew Tiger was flying in, didn't he, yeah, for his little practice yeah, round. one of them, yeah. Definitely. Don't get it. He's seen, he seen Rory playing with him a couple of days before and was like, jealous. not having that. <laughs> um, defending champion, Min Woo Lee plus 11. Yeah. You know, Polter plus 10. Um, and then, he was our big Shannon Hope, wasn't he? He was, yeah, he was. And then um, a couple of other favourites, Morikawa, Horschel, McIntyre, Zalatoris, all teeing off that side of the draw, all finishing plus five and missing the cut. Yeah, I've just been thinking there, what Liv need really is one of their players to be the current cha- Open champion. So then next year, like, they have to let them all in. So if, say, if, say if the Open says, right, no, going forward, Liv can't play. Yeah. But then, like, Bryson's the defending champion. So they sort of like think, right, okay, we might have to let them play and then they let them all play then. Yeah, so yeah. Like they need that little bit of bargaining chip, yeah. Yeah, for the next yeah. year, yeah. To keep like, it come on, Brooks, you win it this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you say, with the Scottish Open, although the weather did hamper some players, then obviously other players do rise to it. We've seen it with JT at the PJ Champs. Yeah. Horrific weather conditions goes on to win it. And that was the same for Xander as well. Um, Goes on to win back-to-back starts. Back-to-back starts, yeah. yeah. After them saying, like, I believe it's coming and I was getting impatient with myself when he's won them. He kept winning weird events like we spoke about, like the, the tournament of champions, the Zurich, the yeah. Olympics. Yeah. And then now he's got a DP World, he's got a Rolex event, he's got two PJ Tour wins, and he's uh, to add he's to his other into, one. Yeah, he's heading into a major championship. In the that? finest form ever. Finest form, yeah. One of the favourites going in there. Of now. course, yeah. I just percent. think, I, obviously, I always go back to Sheffield and the conversations we've had with him, not with him, but about him over the past yeah. couple of weeks uh, and months. And it's just, it just seems like certain players 
just seem to once they get it, they get it, don't they? Like Sheffield, you get done hot, it. don't you? You get hot, yeah. But hot, there's hot, but you don't really see hot and then wins, do you? No, I don't it's think it's hard to win isn't it? exactly. But we're seeing that a lot more now, aren't we? We're seeing Definitely. like over obviously what Sheffield's done this season, and then obviously now what Zander's doing. We are seeing it a lot more where players are going out winning and then just taking that form on and like winning, winning again. Winning like two, three events in like a short yeah. space of time. Yeah. yeah, and shooting up the shooting up the because he was. I remember we talked about Xander's form and how he'd been and how he was still in the top 10. Couldn't understand it. And now obviously cements himself right back into the top 10 in the world now. Is he up into the top 10 now again? Xander, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's mm-hmm. he knock out, Fitzpatrick? No, Fitzpatrick's right up there. He won the US Open. I thought Fitzpatrick was 10th. That's just fact check. We always have a lovely little fact check moments for the world rankings, don't we? We do because you know, they change that that uh, yeah. that fast that we we don't know what's going on. But just while you're looking for that, the 18th hole at the Renaissance, yeah, is the hardest hole on the PGA Tour all season. Yeah, statistically, yeah, it was a long old a long old slog into the teeth, wasn't it? Sam Baines and Jordan Spieth have, have jumped out of the top world's top ten. Xander Schauffele is up to fifth. Fifth. Yeah. So from what? From eleventh. Wow. So his win at the Travelers got him back into. Out, and where's into Fitzpatrick? 11th. He's tenth still. Yeah, I thought he was ten. Yeah. So Scotty so Scheffler that, won. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah. Scotty won. Rory two. Ram three. Cantley four. Shoffley five. Cam Smith six. JT seven. Colin Morikawa eight. Victor Hovland nine. Now I want to talk about him a second. Victor Hovland. Plus seven for his two rounds with the easier side of the draw. Hasn't had a top 20 since the players missed his last two cuts, the US Open and the Scottish Open. Not playing as often as he we would expect him to. I mean, what has gone on with him? You and I are going to live forever. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps saying he's a live man. I he? do. I, I do believe he's going to go, yeah. Yeah. I just I, I don't know what's going on with his form. He had... He's never had, like we spoke last week, I don't think he's ever had a top 10 in a major. Could prove us wrong this week, but obviously, even on the on the nicer side of the draw, he still struggled around there this week. He just doesn't seem to be as active. Like he was all fun and games, wasn't he? Did he finish? I think he went for a run where he finished ninth at the players. Then did he finish sixth the week before, and then at the and then at the Bale, he finished second or third. Was yeah, it? and he was in a playoff. Maybe he beat Richard Bland in a playoff Richard, to win in, Bland, in, yeah. the, in the Middle East swing. Yeah. Earlier in the year. I mean, he's obviously got the talent and he's unbelievable, but it just feels like he's a bit distracted by something. Mm-hmm. Maybe he is. Maybe Speculation, he speculation. <laughs> we'll Overruled. <laughs> uh, and then obviously a good week for Tommy. He Great again week. After... Snuck, up, snuck up on the field. Snuck up. Yeah, had a fantastic final round. Bogeyed the last. Um, he was five under um, going down the last and made the bogey down the last. If he birdies the last, it could be a total. No one birdied story. the last all day. I know, yeah, it was a tough so one. Like tough... Well, Kitty Armour nearly did. He had two stellar shots in there and it was just rolled on and he nearly held that to post seven under. But... And Cantley, he was in the bad side of the draw, Patrick Cantley, and he's been dipping in and out of form. The last couple of years, he's not performed well in any majors this year going into this one. But he's another one where we were thinking he could, he could go on and win. Back end of last year, yeah, when he was a robot yeah. and he and he yeah. was the playoff with Bryson and all that. That's what I mean. They just seem to go on runs and then they, they, smart, yeah. they drop off. Yeah, that's the game of golf, isn't it? I suppose it is. It's peaks and troughs, isn't it? The only other part of the Scottish Open I wanted to discuss then was Connor Syme as well. He was also in the worst side of the draw. The ones who were at the worst side of the draw seem to have done the best done this the week. Best, yeah. Um, he won the Jock McIver Memorial Award, which is given to the highest ranked Scottish player in the Scottish Open, so. right? Didn't even know about that, yeah. Jock McIver, that's sick, that. Jock McIver Memorial Award, yeah. That is great. 
No. You know, it was a great tournament. And the only other tournament we had was the Barbasol. Yeah. We don't really like that tournament, do we? <laughs> on, the, on this <laughs> podcast, it gets a bit don't. of flack. Well, it's just one of them. It's on at the same... It's like this and, the, and this week, the Barracuda. They're on at the same time as the the bigger events. So they get sort of, not laughed off, but they get... But like we said, opportunities do arise. Um, Marcus Hillikins is a prime example. He finished ninth, tied ninth. So he's a top, top 10. 10 on the PJ Tour. There you go. It's like, it doesn't matter what event it is, you're done, aren't you? Like, and they'll be playing. Mullen, you're getting a win, 25 under. Yeah. It's, you're a PJ Tour winner. You, a, lot, a lot comes with that. Eric Van Ruyen, who's the defending champion this week, while the Open was, it was ongoing. It's, it's a perfect opportunity now that they're letting 50 DP World players come over and play who, yeah. who haven't qualified for the Open. It's a, it's a brilliant opportunity. Well, it is. While, while the, the best noise players, is quiet. Yeah. While the best players in the world are. Um, otherwise occupied, aren't yeah. they, with the with the Open Championship? Yeah, yeah, but no, like you say, fantastic win for for Trey, and obviously the perks that come with that. A million percent. He's a PJ Tour winner, isn't he? So yeah, there's not much more else you want really from it, is there? Right then, that will bring us on to the biggest and greatest tournament in the history of the world and the land. So we've been at, we've had a few requests online um, about. Bringing the quizzes back, so we had quizzes. I don't know why, like we just get them. I think it's our answers are, think so, are funny, yeah. Andy. Maybe yeah, it is. Yeah, so we're going to do a quiz each, five questions each, and what we've agreed is that the loser gets to pick the other person's picks this week. That's a bit much. <laughs> I'd rather do twenty press ups or something. That's fine then. So the loser has to do twenty press ups. Can you use your knees? <laughs> no, and it's getting filmed as well, live right now. Come on, brain. Come okay. on, brain. Uh, that was so much more serious. You've taken that now to watch me do 20 press-ups. is unbelievable. Right, you go first. I'm more, no, I'm more thinking I don't want to do them. <laughs> I can't do them. That's the problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. And on that note, question that one, is... please. So it's quite, it should be a nice, easy one, this, but it's a two-parter. Okay. So what venue held the very first Open Championship? Do I get multiple choice? No. What venue? I'd say St Andrews. That was that. That's the, that was the kicker, Presswick. So and it also held X amount of opens in a row. How many? I know this one. Twelve. Twelve. I knew it was Presswick. You know. I just thought I knew I'd get you with that one. With, with it being St Andrews. No, I know this is Presswick. How? Because my third question is: On what course was the open played for the first twelve years? <laughs> <laughs> And it's there in my eyes. And I said, St. Andrews, what an absolute weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> what a guy. Oh, my God. Right, you're getting half a point for that. So, am I going for the full list? Yeah. yeah. Who won the first Open? Tom Norris. Willie Park Senior. What type of questions are these? History. No multiple choice. I've got multiple choice here. If you, yeah, you okay, get then. Okay, then. Who won the first Open at St. Andrews? Was it Tom Morris Jr., Tom Morris Sr., Tom Kidd, or Willie Park Sr.? Tom Morris Jr. Tom Kidd. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I found that so funny. Would you have never been anywhere near Tom Kidd? No. No. When you mentioned him there, that's the first time I've heard his name. Okay, then. Here's one for you. And I'll give you... Where have you found these questions? These are like... History? This is the history books. So... When you see my questions, you'll understand why 
your questions are going back to people that were but born I, in like 1851. No, I'm going out because like Tiger Woods was saying, he's a hist- he's a historian of the game of golf. He loves Here's it. my name, Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, but, it's Mark Laughlin. Yeah, but people, and I do a podcast people, <laughs> in the modern day era. People out yeah. Well, you're, you're lazy and you don't care about the legacy and the history of golf. People out there, <laughs> like Tiger Woods has said in his, in his press conference, people have got it on the phones. If you want to find out who won the Open, they don't need to go and get the encyclopedias. I'm bringing the encyclopedia. Exactly. I'm bringing the encyclopedia to the people. Worst quiz ever. Okay, then. I know there's a reason why we don't do these. Okay, then. Well, I didn't want to lose this many press-ups today. You want to change your questions now, aren't you? Honest to God. Who has won the most Opens in a row? Okay, then. Yeah, I'll, I'll change that. Tom Morris Jr. Has, has won the most opens in a row. How many did he win? Four. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> so you're on one and a half now. And then last question. Before Colin Morikawa last year, who was the last American to win the British Open or the Open Championship, as you like to call it? The British Open, mate. Um, let's have a think about this. So Zach Johnson won it in 2015, didn't he? Has there been another champion since him? Is what I'm going to wrap my brains around. 16. This is a tough I'm going to have to take Zach Johnson as your answer there. Okay, Zach Johnson. No, wrong. Dustin Johnson? <laughs> no, I just watch Zach Johnson. Was it Zach yeah. Johnson, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking nobody else has won. Shane Lowry won it. Yeah, yeah, two and a half. Well done. Two and a half, okay. I can't believe I got the press with one wrong. Um... Okay, so question number one. Name 10 past champions of the Open. Tiger Woods, John Daly, Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, Greg Norman, Phil Mickelson, Shane Lowry, Colin Monikawa, Zach Johnson. Stuart oh, Sink. Oh, yeah, Stuart <laughs> Sink. Can we fact-check Gary Player there for a second? Don't dare fact-check that. As a podcaster, you're embarrassing yourself and the whole name of the mushroom man. I was only won it three times. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Gary. Well done. Okay. Well done, Gary. Who were the last five winners of the Open at St. Andrews? Now, come on. The last five winners at St. Andrews? Now, come on. Right. Louis Eustazen. Yeah. Who won that one? Who won that? Tiger. Yeah. Tiger. Yeah. Daly. Yeah. Paul Lorry. Zach Johnson. Zach Johnson. <laughs> oh, someone. <laughs> no way. You done so well. Ah. Oh. You done so well. Do you know my man, Zach Johnson, is at Lytham. In, you know when I'm looking at in my, in my photographic memory thing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Was Paul Laurie the one before that, though? No. Because that would have been mega if it was. There. No, Paul Laurie didn't win there. It was Faldo won in 90. Oh. Faldo won in 90, Daily 95, Tiger 2000, Tiger 2005, Louis 2000, 2010, Zach Johnson 2015. Oh. Before Faldo was Seve, I believe, and then the two before that was Jack Nicholas. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Do you know how I went all that? Because you've just been on the open website. No, oh, little posters on the other day. Oh, when you were getting it all sick, yeah. I was trying to think who was on it. 
Yeah, Zach Johnson. Yeah, good. I'm glad Zach you Johnson, that. man. Okay, who is the youngest Open champion at St Andrews? Multiple choice. Got is to it... be Annie. Yeah, is it Tiger? Tiger Woods, Hale Irwin, J H Taylor, or John Daly? And I think Tiger was younger. Than... I don't know the other two. Tiger going for Tiger. J H Taylor. Ew! I know. So happy there. So you're on one. One. No, t- I'm on one. One point, yeah. One point, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This week in the Celebration of Champions tournament, Team Faldo was made up of John Daly, Zach Johnson, and who else? Nick Faldo. So Nick Faldo, John Daly, Zach Johnson, and who is the fourth player? So it's, it's a past Gary champion. player. No, because he's got his own team. Louis Eustazen. Louis Eustazen. Okay, so... Loves a little team with him, doesn't he? Does, doesn't he? Right, okay, so... Final question. (laughs) (laughs) Who was the only player to win the Open on every Scottish Lynx course in the modern rotation, apart from St Andrews? Was it Tom Watson, Seve Ballesteros, Arnold Palmer, or Greg Norman? So they've won it on every course apart from St Andrews. So they won it at Muirfield, they won it at Tambury. On the, the modern rotation that we've got now, yeah. Carnoustie. Just a shot in the dark, does I think? Seve. I just told you before, Seve's one of St Andrews. Did you? Yeah. Tom Watson it was. Tom Watson. Get down and give me 20. Oh, <laughs> I saw that in a minute. Live on show. Right, that brings us on then. You just told me Seve won it at St. Andrews. I know. That's my attention to detail twice there. That, I should have that done and dusted with Zach Johnson and, and Thingyo, shouldn't I? You should have done, yeah. Anyway, that was good. That. I enjoyed that. Bit of history lesson for the fans. Yeah, definitely a bit of history lesson for me as well. Didn't have a clue about half your questions and I still won. So before we move on to the Open, just a quick Dilly dally over the um, Barracuda Championship. Yeah, that's on big event. Same yeah, PJ Tour. But the, the the only mad thing it's 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 been expanded to 156 golfers uh, this week, the same as the Barbasol last week, and there's 50 spots again for the DP World Tour. As yeah. we were saying, Marcus Hillykill will get in the start. Don't yeah, know if he yeah. would have got one anyway, but he got top ten. Moller playing as well. Yeah, Moller, no, they got all the start, boys. Yeah. So then these have got a chance to then now play next week. Yeah. So it's 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 a perfect opportunity to play the 3M next week. Definitely. So it's at the Tahoe Mount Club in the old Greenwood. It's 7,480 yards. And it's a modified Stableford scoring format. Remember that last Do you year remember? from Van Ruyen, yeah? Well, Van Ruyen actually got the record, the 72-old ah, right. record at plus 50. So what it is, is it's eight points for an albatross, five points for an eagle, and two points for a birdie. Okay. So he's 25 under, really. Yeah, plus 50 for 72 holes is a cracker, isn't it? Cracker. And the, the record for the for 18 holes is 20, plus 22. So there must have been a couple of eagles knocking about in there. 16 points for two eagles, isn't it? No, no. 10 points for two eagles. Albatross. Oh, Albatross, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mad, mad game. We, have, we should play that. Yeah. We Don't should. know. Maybe we should do a modified again. <laughs> <laughs> Net. Yeah. Let's do a net one. Net one, yeah. Yeah, and then we'll see how we go. Uh, also talking about another YouTube video we've got coming, uh, Lou Stagner, and I don't know if anybody knows him through Twitter. He's got quite a following, but he does a lot of statistics on 
uh, Twitter and post. And we've seen one a couple of months back, didn't we? Yeah, we spoke does. about it on the pod as well, I think. We spoke about it already yeah. in the past on the pod, yeah. So basically, that's going to be our next video, which we're going to release um, for me and Kev on the course. Uh, and we're just going to play all par threes from 100 yards, all par fours from 300 yards, and all par fives from 500 yards, aren't we? Yeah, so I think 5,000... And... It's like 5,500 yards-ish, and the average scratch golfer would shoot 72 around there. So we're going to play it and see what we shoot and a gross score. And then, obviously, when he's talking about that, is he just talking about distance, or is he taking course layout into, into play? Solely just distance, based on what people... Because if you do it at SNA. It's a lot easier than doing a four and all because I've been when I've been eyeing it up. Some of the par fours, even if you go to three hundred yards, there's lakes in the way over water. Yeah, so it's yeah taking course into into account. Yeah, so we should really try and do it at both just to see what the difference is between links. Part and, one, part two. Yeah, yeah. So there you it. go. No, that's it. Really, I'm just saying it's to Eric Eric Van Ruyen, the defending champ, modified Stableford, and just a little chat about the course. I'm good with that. See what comes with it. See what comes with it. It's mainly about the Open Championship, isn't it? It is about the Open Championship. And first of all, what we'll talk about is the tea times, which have just been released. And in particular, um, a nice little present for Max Homer to wake oh, up to this morning. Money. Tiger Woods, man. When he won the Genesis the year before, last before Neiman, that was his home course and it was presented by Tiger. And everything was, remember, he won't be free now in the playoff. Yeah. And everything was like, oh my God, I can't believe he used to come and watch Tiger around here and now I'm winning. And now... Crowds are going to be so deep. Max Holmes had probably one of the best seasons he's ever had on tour. Did you see the tweet that he'd sent to Tiger after he said, I've just won the um, the 12th pack of an NCAA championship. Um, I've just qualified for the US Open. Any chance of a practice round? Hashtag hero. He sent that to him he back then. He tweeted it back a few years back, yeah. <laughs> I've not seen that, say, yeah. Did he? No, yeah. It's just like dreams do come true sort of wow, thing. Wow, and now he's eventually getting it. Yeah, and they'll be joined by... Um, current US Open champion and half favourite going into this this event as well, Matt Fitzpatrick. Right, yeah. Going from strength to strength, some three ball that, and that'll Sick. be back field. Seeing off at 3 pm as well, so it's just going to be packed, isn't it? No, it's to the rafters, packed, like yeah. you're not even going to get to see him either, unless you're there. You have to go a few holes ahead, don't you? There's, there's, a, there's a strategy behind watching Tiger. There is, yeah. And other um, key call outs for tea times Morikawa, McElroy, and Zander. That's a big boy group, that really nice group. What times are they off? Um, the earlier than ones. Um, don't know times exactly. Uh, Lowry is with JT and Hovland. Sick. Scotty Scheffler's with Neiman and Hatton. Sick. Spieth, Ram, and Varna the third. So Rice has got a nice group. He's gone there. Quiet, Annie. <laughs> Come again. He's gone quiet, Annie. Varna. I think since his blow up, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Like literally, like he, was that... it ten or twelve over him? There's last six holes, and he just seems to have just not recovered. It doesn't look like that player. Can't remember who it was who took time with the drop and moving it and the signs and the drop and the drop took like eleven minutes or something stupid. Yeah, that fe- that could it's potentially ruined by the season there because I don't know what. Yeah, you're right. He hasn't been. I don't know what he's played in, but. I haven't seen him at I, all. I don't even know if he's played. You used to seeing him on the top. He was, of the he, was he was up there every week, wasn't he, since week, he won yeah. the Saudi? Yeah, but just think it's a, um, it's a great group for Ricey and the playing with Spieth and Ram. That'll be another one that'll have a That's a big boy plenty group of again, crowd, yeah. And then the other one to call out was um, Cantley Burns and Mito Pereira. Mito Pereira obviously getting to play with um, well, Burns is just outside the top 10, but potentially two top 10 players in the world after his good, good season. He's having, he was... Challenging again, like the Scottish Open last yeah. week, before he fell off. That's it. So he's obviously got a little bit of a taste for Lynx Golf. These Americans, like I was watching Neiman, Chip, and um, that JH Kim, Ch- Chipping as well. And they're just not 
you know where you play the little bumper in or the huge imagination? These are just playing like these big floppy checky ones. Americans, you mean people playing on the I American mean, the, tour. the American tour, sorry, you're not actually yeah. American people, but like, yeah, PGA tour players, they're playing the style. It's like the equipment's moved on where like the bump and run isn't fully needed every time you can just no yeah with the ball and the, the, the ball grooves, and the grooves and yeah everything, you can yeah. control it to a to to an inch can't you exactly to, yeah. to they, were just, go. they were just stopping it as if they were playing the i think that's the what's so, that's what's <laughs> that's what's so good about the links and what gets you so excited you can play a flop off a tight light and mickelson's done it time and time again yeah. you can play a bumper and get an imagination you can put around bunkers you can do all sorts my god you just described you around the form there <laughs> pretty much yeah but yeah, that's what's so good about the game. Like you can have, you can stand on the PJ tour. We we watch it week in week out. You can stand at a shot, and you know, pretty much ninety nine percent of the time, the type of shot they're going to play. Oh yeah, you can go to any hole. You've got one hundred and fifty foot greens. Do you know what I mean? Double, double greens. greens. You, know what I mean? you can have two hundred foot putts at one point. You know, it's yeah, definitely. That's what we love about the links game, and it's what we get to look forward, especially with the wing getting up as well. You know, people don't want that ball in the air. No, but that, that's another thing I was just coming to then. When you do the approach challenge, you know, I was saying a phone bill. When I got the hole in one on the on the approach challenge, it was on again. It was the eleven for St. Andrews. And I'd hit one and I'm talking, it was right like a big blocky six iron, like straight right. It nearly missed the range. And then it said it it was like on green, 165 foot from the flag or whatever. Like it it was that but it was still on the green. <laughs> it was, yeah. I was like, wow, that was weird that because I forgot about the double the double green. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, you've got it. And like I mentioned earlier as well, you've got depending on the wind direction, is gonna dictate the scoring dramatically because going out, you go one way and then coming back in, you come straight back the other way. So yeah. like there's holes in a row where you're just going either downwind, 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 or into, 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 into. So at the beginning of your round, if the wind's one direction and you've got four or five holes at the very beginning of your round where it's just into you, it can end your tournament in seconds. Oh, a million percent, yeah. Where on the other hand, if it gets you in a position where the wind direction is in a good spot, you know, you can you can pick up a number quite quick and then defend yeah. it. Like, well, that's, that's what Tiger was talking about. Like you can, you can be hitting six iron, 120 yards, or you can have five, six eagle puts. It's crazy. It is, yeah. I want to talk about the amateurs. Um, there's only six of them playing this this week. Keita Nakajima, the world's number one amateur. The number one amateur gets to play in all the majors, don't Sick. you? So, a couple of names that we've not potentially heard of. Two in particular. Um, Filippo Seller. He's 21 years of age. He won the European Amateur Championship. Only the third Italian to win that. He's playing in his first major championship. Yeah, boss. Yeah. Uh, Aldrich... Potigita. Oh, the South African lad. South African lad, 17 years old, He's second. He's a beast in me. He watch, is, yeah. watch the back nine of that amateur championship. Yeah, when he beat Sam Burst, oh, yeah. He was the second youngest to win the amateur championships, um, Matteo Manasero, who beat Tommy Fleet with a form. We remember that, remember yeah. Remember that, yeah. Matteo Manasero still holds the record as the youngest ever, so obviously at 17 years of age, it'd be interesting to see what his journey's like. And then Aaron Jarvis, he's only 19. He won the Latin American Amateur Championship. I think we spoke about him last time from the Cayman Islands. What's interesting about the Cayman Islands is there's only two golf facilities in the Cayman two Islands. Two courses? Yeah, just two golf facilities, yeah. No so way. I don't know if there's courses. It could just be a driving range, yeah. But representing on the biggest stage, isn't he? That's mad. That's like we're in Korea when I was speaking to a lad who's joined Formby All, Pete, who we played at SNA with. Is the middle of his drivers battered? And all the irons are battered in the middle because, like, golf's so expensive that they just 
grow the range all the time. Yeah. So some of them have like they're unbelievable golfers, but they've never set foot on a golf course. Course management's not the best, yeah. They just don't know how to chip and putt, but they can rip it. Yeah, exactly. So mentioned Sam Bears though before he's another amateur. Uh, obviously he lost in the final. He played in the Open last year, but missed the cut at, at St. George's. And then Barkley Brown is the other English. They're the two English representatives from an amateur perspective. 21 years of age, he was a member of Great Britain and Ireland's Walker Cup team in Florida last year. He won a Hollandwell in final qualifying. Sick. Won by three strokes, 36 holes, which is the same one that Mansell was playing in. Yeah. Yeah. I see an amateur was winning Peng, yeah. yeah. So that's him, Barkley Brown. Yeah. So Keep an eye on him. Obviously, he's got great amateur credentials if he's making the GB and Ireland Walker Cup team. Of so course, yeah. be interesting to see how he gets on. And that, that wraps up the amateurs, really. Yeah, I was just actually just looking at Paul Kinnear's Instagram. Like, I think last time, not last time, was at St. Andrews, it was the time before where he qualified and he was leading the Open. He, he To go up alongside DJ and yeah. Ustaz and someone else, it was like Paul just Kinnear up there. Like, yeah, what is yeah. going on here? Unbelievable. So I remember sick. watching that, yeah. But this this year's open obviously played at St Andrews Golf Links, um, seven thousand three hundred and thirteen yards, only sixteen yards longer than the last time they were there. They've yeah. only lengthened the eighth. That's yeah. it. Par three. So you don't do much much to it at the par three, the eighth. Not too sure. No, I've not played the old course. I've been there. Neither a few have I. Times. I've been there. I went to the open in two thousand and eleven. I think what was that? Eleven. Two thousand ten. It would have been. Two thousand ten. New went season. Down. Yeah. Yeah. I've played, we go every year, don't we, St. Andrews, yeah. with the lads from the club. We played the Jubilee, the new course, and obviously walked the grounds of the old course, but I've never actually played it. I'd love to play it. Like it's a, it's a, You just have to queue up, don't you? Isn't it a muni? Ballot, yeah. Ballot, and you have yeah. to go and It's and a wait. municipal, yeah. You have to wait, and then... You know, I read the a story on that, the, the par trains Instagram with a guy, and he was like, I drank six Guinness, and then by the time I got up and I played, and I bought everything St. Andrews, and a, it was a great little story. I put it on the story yesterday, didn't I? Brilliant. But... Um, it's a it's a it's a contrast to scores here. So Nick Faldo shot eighteen under to win at St Andrews in nineteen ninety. So if I didn't get that question, by the way, there's some notes. <laughs> and then that's the that was the lowest score to relation to part in major history. But then Daly's winning score five years later was twelve shots higher. Yeah. So it just shows you when the wind blows, you can get that totally different test. Money Cow was a prime example last year. You yeah. Know what I mean, was it eighteen under, nineteen under? Did he win? Did he win his, his total score at St George's? Last I can't year? fully remember, but it was roasting one. It was dead calm. It wasn't a breath of wind. wind. It was just a jinx fest. Yeah, just exciting times, isn't it? it? Is. This time of week, I can't wait to get there. Sorry, you can't join us. But I'm going to sort that out. Yeah, sorry, you can't join us. I'm going to sort that out. Really happy you can't join us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the last five major champions have all been in the twenties. Are you thinking that's going to carry on? It depends on the weather. Because right. I understand why the young, fearless golfers have won in the past. And Morikawa won in the Open last year. But we haven't had a real test testy Open for a while. Yeah, And I think that them type of tests, like an old head, is normally better like, look, for those Look, remember when, I don't think it was at um, St. Andrews, but we were, Tom Watson was battling with Stuart Singh. Was that Tambry, was it? Yeah, and yeah. He, got, he went long over the back, over the back of the down. green. Yeah. yeah, so it just shows you that like these courses, you can plot your way around and think. Well, you don't have to play amazing. That Darren Clark, didn't he? Windy conditions. Just well, DJ blew that one, didn't he? He did, yeah. But that's what can happen in them conditions. Of course. You know what I mean? So it, it's never over till it's over. Definitely and not. You can go around St Andrews and it's eighteen greens and shoot five six over because of the size of them. Exactly. Yeah. You can go into a bunk. You can leave it in there. There's videos circulating how deep they've gone. Yeah. Well, Tiger said when he went in that pothole on 17, he used to, like, you can 
just flick it out. He said, now you can't even see the grandstand when you're in there. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's it's frightening. It's it? Exactly. So there's a lot more, and the way it's running, I was watching, I was listening to Pod Jake Harrington and watching him on Sky Sports, the, the live show, that the production that they've done, and he was saying, it's okay knowing your distances and, and dialing your distances in, but on links, you can carry a hazard, but it's going to roll towards the next one and potentially go in. Yeah. It's going to roll into a gorse bush because it's so firm and fast. He's saying that you need to think about potentially laying back 60 yards. He played with, I can't remember the guy's name. So he played with a guy and knocked it over the hotel on 17 because it was downwind and so firm and fast. And this guy was 30 yards over the back of the 17th green with the driver. Wow. And he's like, that's fantastic play if you can do it. But in competition golf in the championship, is that shot gonna is that shot gonna pull off? Wow! So, I've seen Tiger knocked it through the green, didn't he? Through through eighteen, 18 yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is so, like, yeah, it's not obviously the grandstands being there and all that. It's it helps because you get your drop zone and and and, and whatever else. That's but, it. It's, it's positional play. Do you know what I mean? You could. I don't know if this is fact. I've not played the course, but there's probably an argument if the if the wind was blowing certain directions where you could just take six iron sevens iron off tees really if you wanted to and play for position yeah they're not you <laughs> but I bet you there's where the way the course is designed when they are trying, people trying to do that there is bunkers there in those positions and when you start finding them it's a, it's, it's a hazard isn't it it's, a, it's not like you can if fairy would out of them like well, you do th- in this America is it. this is it when when Tiger won a Hoyley it was iron it was firm and fast wasn't it right, yeah. so we weren't blowing a Hooley but it was firm and fast where you put it at a certain distance, you were going in them bunkers and you were chipping sideways. Definitely. It does play into, because of how well he strikes the iron, his experience, his memories there, it does play into Tiger's hands. So I go back to your question where you asked me, do you think a young player is going to win again this year? I don't know. Not with the weather conditions. Right, I just okay. don't, I just don't, I just don't see it. I no. see an experienced player like a, a Rory McIlroy, a JT. I don't know. JT's still in his twenties, is he? So I think he is actually yeah. so potential. If well, yeah, we are. If the last five major champions have come from the twenties, and he's got to be any. He? <laughs> <laughs> enough. You know what I mean? He definitely is in his twenties. Then, yeah. So I suppose, yeah, it's obviously old head on young shoulders, isn't it for JT? But the likes of your Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, even though he's been in fine form, I think these players just not used to playing this style of golf. I just don't know if it'll just be a bit too much too early for them. Yeah. What about you? I just, I just don't know. I just don't know what's going to go on. But what I do know is the 18th green at St Andrews. They asked, they wanted to dig some bits up to move it or whatever. And as they started digging, they found loads of bones, and it it was a cholera pit for like a mass. It was like a mass grave for these people back in the in the day. Must be going back some years, that. So yeah, so that's that on that. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> the 18th green's a mass grave. <laughs> Found that out. Is that on information that nobody needs to know? That, that was on the foreplay pod that someone <laughs> telling them. Wow. I've seen it there and thought that you know you might want to know that. Right then. Um let's do our picks for this week then. Go on then. Uh part one, I have gone for Shane Lowry. Wowza. Didn't see that coming. No. Why? Just past Just... champion. I just, the way he hits them irons, short game's fantastic. Loves playing in the winds, won in the winds, previous champion. I think the, the conditions are going to be probably not brutal all week, but there's going to be times where you're going to be challenged with the wind and certain circumstances. It's going to be a proper open championship this week. So, yeah. If Shane's on and playing well, he's going to be up there. Of course, yeah. Who have you gone for? I've gone for Justin Thomas. 
Yeah. The reason being, Tiger said to him, uh, are you going to go to the, to the Open Champion, the Champions Dinley? Oh, no, no, you haven't won, you haven't won around here. Motivation. So I just thought, like, it's, that's Tiger saying, kick go and get it. Yeah, go out and He's get it. He's been practicing with me. Tiger, learning all new ways to play the course. It, he did ask Tiger, though, didn't he, uh, for some tips, and Tiger said no. Oh, did he? Fact check that. <laughs> Could have been a dream. I think that was John Ram, though. Well, that was John Ram, wasn't it? <laughs> Probably, yeah. But now Tiger's chatting with Tiger like last week, on here at the pro am. Yeah, and also about it's his, almost his drawing his wrist and also about his wrist and impact. Like, yeah, well, the bowed wrist. Yeah. So yeah, that's my okay pick. Pot two, Harold Varner the third. Oh, a little quiet number. Yeah. I just think I, I've seen who he was paired with. Like you always say, when you play with better players, it brings the best out of you. And when it was blowing a gale in Saudi, he won, didn't he? He did on the final day. It was really oh, yeah. windy, and he went on and he won that. So. Not somebody, I know it's a different style, of course, but it's still playing difficult shots in the wind. Of course. Very yeah. good off the tee as well. So, um, with the driver. So, on those opportunities where you can drive the par fours by hitting them straight and getting it running, he'll, he'll be at an advantage. Definitely. If you want for Theogala. Yeah. Late entrance, Late Hollywood story. We all love to see it. The drama, aggressive. Yeah. Big boy. Yeah. Not scared. No. Get it hot. Do one. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> no, I'm good with that. Like that's it. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah, he's exciting to watch, isn't he? I'm looking forward to watching him play. I'm glad he's in. To be honest, obviously, unlucky for Daniel Berger, wasn't it? But um, his back injuries kept him out. But see what comes with. Definitely. Richie Mansell, part three. Have you? Uh, you know what? I was looking at him, and then I seen that he drove the green on 18, like just before. Little tap in for the two. Well, the reason I've gone for him is he plays a lot of links. When he's home, he comes and plays Hillside and Royal Birkdale a lot. Plays does, SNA, yeah. so and go for it, lads. Yeah, definitely. Who's your part? I've gone for Jamie Donaldson. Late entry again. Made Late it through entry, last week. Yeah, made it through. Did you hear the story about well. him? No. He, um, his wife booked a holiday for this week. They were meant to be going away as a break. No he's way. Obviously qualifies. I'd say sorry, love. After holidays in Scotland this year. Hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I've got that sort of thing on my cases. That's my that's my problem. I've got that is yeah. Um, yeah. So I just thought he'd done well. He's sort of twilight of his of his career, isn't he? And he's yeah. It could be time for a, a Welsh winner. There you go. Um, part four. I've got Marco Peng. I just like the story, mate. Yeah, yeah, I think um, he's doing some driving, and he we follow him on, on the Instagram, don't we? Yeah, it's a long way. Yeah, I think he was. No, I mean he's doing doing some actual driving in the car. Oh, has he? <laughs> no, I don't know. Obviously, no, no, I'm not seeing that. I'm I just... thought you were talking about on the driving range. He, he was the, I think, second or third longest driving average on the driving range on either yesterday or the day before. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, yeah. I just know that I seen he had like a seven-hour trip, four-hour sleep, another five-hour trip. He'd be doing some serious, putting some serious, serious miles, miles in, yeah, yeah, to get down St Andrews, yeah. But I don't know if you know his story. I only know through the social media. I don't know him personally, but he um, he had a really bad injury, uh, had an operation. wasn't sure whether he'd be able to play again. Wow. Um, and then he's come back this year. Obviously, done well in the challenge tour. I think a couple of top tens, um, playing really well. And obviously, another one who qualified to Hollandwell. With Mansell, yeah. So he's gone for the Hollandwell boys. Yeah, gone for the Hollandwell boys. Yeah. So I just I like the story really, and hopefully he'll do well. You know, I'm not sure what his background is to Link's golf, but um, he's obviously having a good season back off injury. So yeah, boss. See what comes of it. So I've gone for a young lad. Oh, I don't even know if he's that young anymore. But a lad called Ben Campbell, who 
a funny story about him when my cousin Liam went to turn pro and went out to Australia. He stayed in Ben Campbell's house. He put him up on the tour like a little thing, and then when Campbell came over here to play Euro Pro, he stayed in our Liam's house and we went out for dinner and a few times, a few drinks, and he played golf with him and stuff. He's a he was a really nice lad. So then I didn't think much. I haven't thought of him for ages, and I just clocked him. If it's the same guy, <laughs> it might not even be the same fella. This, but he was from New Zealand. Yeah, and his name is Ben Campbell. And then I've looked, and it looked like a New Zealand flag. And his name is Ben Campbell. So I'm going to fact check that with my cousin. So it might be changing that pick if it's <laughs> no, not no, him. I'll take him either way, Big Benny Campbell. Yeah, but it's it might be if we can touch base, it might be good to get him on. Yeah, I'll see what I'll go and see him on Saturday on FaceTime, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but look, best week of the year. Can't wait for it. I'm just really excited to watch proper Lynx golf this year. I know know last year was really good because obviously we we got the fans back, didn't we, at at St. George's and it was really good to watch it, but it wasn't really a proper Lynx test because it was just a birdie fest, wasn't it? It It's just like watching a PJ Tour event, really. So, you get the wins, the history of St. Andrews, the old course, Tigers back, the buzz about Tiger. You know, you've got the live players there still being a bit rebelish. You it's going to be a sick week. Plenty like, of yeah. stories to be told. And then obviously you've got the qualifiers as well. See how the qualifiers do, the amateurs who are there. Um, and then more history is written, hopefully. Definitely will be, either yeah. way. And we'll be back to report on it next week. We will. Until then, we'll see you all soon. Ciao. Thank you.